Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to These Are The Breaks podcast. For I am your host, DJ Rob Breaks, hip-hop fan, DJ, b-boy for life. Uh, In this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to get to know some dope and interesting cats on all sides of hip-hop. Hear some dope-ass stories, and basically just chop it up and have fun. Uh, This is episode one, and it's special, because family's here. So without further ado and rah-rah, I'm going to introduce you to MC, producer, beatbox, entrepreneur, visionary, world traveler, Twan Max, say what's up to the people. Yo, 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 hey, yo. My man. Rob Briggs, these are the Briggs. <laughs> Bro, ass. it's really, really, really special to have you here, man. And I'm thank you so much for doing episode one with me. Um, you know, I respect the hell out of what you do. Uh, and it's great to just sit here and chop it up for once. Like, I know a little bit uh about a lot of your background Mm. but it's gonna be nice to just kind of chop it up here walk through it all again Mm. um i'm sure i'll have a deeper appreciation for everything that you do when i'm done and it'll be nice to introduce you to a whole lot of people out there that don't know tuan mack so well um number one thank you it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you um the respect and the love is mutual rob i've watched you grow i watch you continue to grow i can i watch you to to have uh unabashed love for the culture and to to walk it and talk it simultaneously so to be a part of your first podcast the first uh installment is a is a is a blessing and a privilege bro to and to have anybody want to talk to me about what i do love is love bro bless 100 thank you uh all right well let's start from the beginning man um you were not born in milwaukee i was you were born in Milwaukee. Yeah. All right, well, tell me the story then. All right. So um, you were born in Milwaukee, and then you moved. Born in Milwaukee. Um, basically was a lover of music based on my mom and my dad. Me and my dad, rest in peace. And um, just really, like, it was Parliament Funkadelic, um, Stephanie Mills, um, Michael McDonald, Doobie Brothers, you name it. Like, I was raised on it, right? So around 1979, um, I heard a song called uh by the fatback band and it was actually the first rap record ever released uh prior to rapper's delight um king tim the third came out in the spring of 1979 rapper's delight didn't come out till the fall so that's a misnomer that a lot of people have like in terms of when records came out but anyway um i was this milwaukee kid living in 53206 on 24th and nash melvine and vienna capital and when i heard hip-hop for the first time when I've heard rap music, I immediately was 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 a fiend. Like I, that as a nine year old kid, I was like, I love this. This is something new. This is something fresh. I've never heard this before. And at some point in time, I would love to be a part of it. Right now, I'm just content to be a fan because I'm a nine year old kid, right? Right. Um, so that fall, by the time Rapper's Delight got popular, my my mother uh, married my stepfather. Um, and my stepfather was graduating from the Milwaukee School of Engineering with a with an electrical engineering degree. Word. He's from Burlington, New Jersey, which is central New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. So when he graduated, um, he moved us back. He moved us to New Jersey, where he was from, and he got a job in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, for General Electric, which he. And in the last five to seven years, he retired after a long tenure there as an electrical engineer. He was actually part of the the crew that built the bathrooms on the first space shuttle. Damn. Yeah. So my stepfather's a deep dude, chess player. And we're still very cool, even though he and my mom are not, I'm no longer together. I, okay. Whenever I, that's, that's where my lineage to the East Coast starts. So in 1979, I moved to New Jersey and hip hop was only like six years old. Mm-hmm. So... I'm surrounded by the music coming out of Philadelphia. I'm surrounded by the music that's in New Jersey. I'm surrounded by what's coming from up top in New York. That's so a lot of great music right there. I'm hearing Cold Crush, 
early day Cold, Cold Crush Brothers on, on tape. My favorite group was the Crash Crew. Melly Mel was God. Kumo D was God. Spoonie mm-hmm. G was a God. Lady B was a goddess. Treacherous 3. Treacherous 3. That's some Kumo D, right? right. So it's like, um, I'm getting all this music as a 19-year-old. And so eventually, um, I came back to Milwaukee. And when I came, and I was making trips back to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. ended up hooking up with a brother by the name of Maurice Beckley. A lot of people know as Dr. B, right? Oh, sure. Right. So I was this, Doc and I had, we, we knew each other since like 1977. And he was a little, he's a little older than me. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been on stage since, fast forward a little bit to like 1981, 1982. I did my first show as like 11, 12 year old with Doc B. We won a, a talent show at Vincent High School. That's dope. And he, um, he was my big brother. And I was this little kid that was still in elementary school. Wait, what song did you guys perform? Do you we, remember? We we did our own our own lyrics over a song called the 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 genius rap by uh, by Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I love it. Yeah, the cats in suits. Yeah, we did that. We we rocked over that, and we won a talent show because here's this big old dude. Like Doc was on the football team. Okay, as like a sophomore, junior, and Doc, Doc has always been a bigger dude, and right. I was still I hadn't gotten my size on me, so I was this little dude <laughs> in in like six six. <laughs> I was this little tiny dude Ugh. in like sixth grade spitting these lyrics right and so we won the talent show and from there it. it just like from there it was like um yeah i'm in this forever yeah like, i love this i love the reaction of the crowd i love the preparation i love going to family tees at capitol court picking out a t-shirt to wear mm-hmm. i like the, the you know i just like the whole the overall um representation of what hip-hop is right. I, I loved it as since i was a kid so here i am many decades later and i'm still i'm still immersed in it I love it. You know, I think about that a lot, uh, what it would be like if I was raised right now, what my relationship would be hit with hip-hop would be if I was raised right now. You know what I mean? It'd be tough, is what I'm saying. Um, it'd be tough to connect, I think, with with the culture really at its essence that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I came up, too, in the 70s, 80s, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't fall in love until later, until, you know, the 80s, when it was really gaining momentum, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, what a magical time to uh, to be falling in love with hip hop with Run DMC and Beastie Boys and LL Cool J and Public Enemy and you know and the best of the best, right? So I don't know. It w- I'm glad that that we were raised in that time for the in the foundation because uh, you know that's where my love for the culture comes from is that you know what I mean. And I think we're all trying to carry that forth. Um, all right. Well, tell me about this then. Tell me about the '90s. All right. Tell me about you know F- Cali Tribe. Uh, getting down with that, how that formed, how mm. that came about. Mm. Tell me a little bit about all that. Okay, so um, after Doc and I did our thing, I still was like, I, I was immersed in the culture. Um, I was going to John Marshall High School, which mm. at that time was the high school for, for broadcast journalism. Um, so you learn TV, you learn radio, you learn public speaking, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was well-versed in all of that. Mm-hmm. So I was winning talent shows in Marshall High School. Um, I was working with um, two guys by the name of Scratchmaster D and Rich, Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the little brother. As always, like I always started out as a little brother because all these guys were older than me, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they just like, um, we gravitated towards each other. I did my first show, my first really big show I did in like 1985, 1986, I want to say. I can't remember the specific date, but there were two groups that were super popular at the time. One called UTFO, mm-hmm. Kango Kid, uh, Dr. Ice, Educated Rapper, really big rappers uh, produced by Hitman Howie T, and a group that had a big record that was also under that umbrella by the name of Whistle. Okay. And they had a, a record called We're Only Bugging, right? So oh, I remember that track. Right. So was, We're Only Bugging. Right. So, so, so there again, um, I'm on stage. I'm a like you alluded to at the beginning of the of the podcast. I'm a beatbox. Mm-hmm. So I beatboxed that that night, and we tore the show down. So anyway, um, that just continued my love. I never stopped. I started buying little machines, things like that. And so at the same time, simultaneously, there was a guy by the name of Todd Peachy Thomas, and Todd, um, who now is worldwide known as Speech from Arrested Development, mm-hmm. he is from Milwaukee. Um, his father, who recently transitioned, uh, Mr. Robert Thomas, um, an awesome businessman, a great thinker, a visionary. And Mr. Thomas had a club called the Foxtrap that was near Capitol Court, which is now, um, what is it called? I don't even know. Right. Well, um, anyway, um, Midtown. Midtown, gotcha. Midtown, right. Yeah. So anyway, um, he had a club over there called um, the Foxtrap. And again, 
um, his son was this protege, this DJ protege that came up under all the top DJs in the city. And um, how what what eventually happened was Todd got into music, and he became sort of like uh, a predecessor of what's going on now, where you have this one figurehead that goes and gets all these groups and put them under one, one umbrella. I mean, it happened with Motown too, but from a hip hop standpoint. Todd was like kind of ahead of his time. So he had groups like Mitty. He had uh, uh, um, Kid Crab and Stricky Love. He had female DST, uh, Dick, D DSC, Distant Suckers, Distant Suckers Constantly. <laughs> he had a group called Mitty, but he also had a group called Def Kali. Okay. Kali was comp comprised of uh, Kamanzi, King Kamanzi, and a brother by the name of uh, uh uh, Joseph Joseph Horn, who was we called the Mike Snatcher, Prince Ulami. <laughs> so they were under that umbrella, and we knew about each other. We we never like we didn't. Also, he had a group called Attack that contained Speech, uh, Special K, and my my good brother, who's no longer with us, T. A. Wiz, Todd Whitaker. So they were like the forefront group of that of that movement, which was called the Fresh Walking Family. And so what and what year is this? Basically, what what you know? Where this we is eighty six, eighty seven. Okay. This sure. is, you know, we're yep. still in high school. Yep. And Todd is doing this. Got it. DJing, tearing down parties, parties at the VFW, at Marquette, tearing down parties at UWM, tearing it down. Like, Love it. Famous already, like, by the time, going to Detroit, doing shows already Dang. as a teenager, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, I wasn't in that collective, but eventually, um, um, I, I, became, I, began, I began to um, aspire to be a producer. So I wound up going to buy my own SB 1200, which at that time was is still to this day revered as one of the best oh, yeah. machines from a production standpoint. So I was 19, 20 years old and I saved my pennies and I went and bought that machine. Like I would take them 600 here because it was expensive. That's yeah, a three, remember how much it was? That was a $3,000 machine. Dude, that was, a yeah, that was out of reach machine. for a lot of people. That, that was a three. It was out of reach for me, but yeah. I still made it happen. Right. right. So anyway, um, when I when I bought that machine at the same time, I was starting to I was starting my my freshman year at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. So were Kamanzi, again, Def Kali, also a brother by the name of Orlando Bellamy, who's no longer with us. We called him DJ Lando Land. Okay. Um, JoJo wasn't av available at that time, but he was still a part of the group. So anyway, we all met in the, the UWM union. Um, and one thing led to another. We started discussing hip-hop. I would bring up Chill Rob G. They would bring up Ultramagnetic. I would bring up Ice Cube. They would bring up Scarface, so on and so forth. Till we mm -hmm. basically saw that we was like kindred spirits, right? Right. So it it was kind of a no brainer. Like um, Kamazi and JoJo were dope MCs. Orlando was an up and coming aspiring DJ. I was an MC producer, beatbox. Mm -hmm. Had this machine, right? That that was coveted and still is coveted to this day, right? right. So it was just like it makes no sense. Let's get together and let's see what we can make happen. Let's put make a create a, a pot of gumbo and see what can happen, right? For sure. And that's what we did. It turned into something spectacular. A limited amount of time because it didn't last very long. In terms of people being young, I won't throw in anybody to under the bus. Yeah. You know, those are right. stories that you know between us. Right. But nonetheless, um, at uh, there was a time um, where we were ultra committed to each other, and we kicked we kicked butt, bro. Like we were the first rap group from Milwaukee to ever have a video in rotation on BET. Dang. We were sampled on Shaquille O'Neal's first uh, album, which was multi platinum, produced by our one of our mentors, Def Jeff, for sure, from Delicious Vinyl. Um, we we performed um, some of everywhere, mm -hmm. but we really put our claim down here in Milwaukee, performing with groups like X Clan, Poor Righteous Teachers, KRS One. Um, we even kicked off with like Wild Kingdom, who became Citizen King. Hmm. Actually, we owe a, we owe a, a debt of gratitude to Citizen King to Wild Kingdom because they're the ones that got us into Shank Hall. That's dope, and believed in us. Uh, which dope. then which then turned into Mad Planet when Rose was running Mad Planet, mm -hmm. which then turned into performing at the Milwaukee Arena where, like I said, KRS One and the bigger names. Like <laughs> so, it all started with just a a, a a chance meeting in the UWM Union. That's awesome. And not being afraid to talk to people, right? Because you never know who you you never know who you're going to network with. And, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Awesome. So, um, just to continue on with the '90s, um, I'll keep it brief, but it eventually when that dissolved. I became a group. I've been a, became a MC, an MC and producer for a collective called uh, the Top Floor Family. Okay. And Top Floor had uh, names like one of the most prominent names was Strick, 
Strickland, mm -hmm. uh, who now tours the world with Master Ace, has been touring the world with Master Ace and is a part of EMC with Master Ace Wordsworth. Um, but he, um, he again came from that fresh walking family branch that I mentioned, right? Salute Which, to Strickland for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's my brother, right? Yeah. That's been one of my one of my best guys since like the mid '80s. So that's, that's um, awesome. I ended up producing a demo for Strickland that got him on Tommy Boy Black um, um, with a with I think you might know this name, Royce the Five Nine. Yes, indeed. Eminem's right hand, right? Yes, so, so a lot was happening in Milwaukee at that time in the right. '90s, man. Yeah, so a lot was happening. Unfortunately for Mr. Mac. Um, I made some choices at the time. I was involved in some things that I eventually had to, uh, that I, you know, I mean, had to, had to pay the price for. Right. Luckily, I'm still here to talk to you about it. Right. I don't have football numbers. I'm not. A, I'm not on a t-shirt somewhere. But let's just say, you know, I made some wrong. I wrong made some wrong decisions, and I'm thankful that I'm still that I was able to make it through those bad decisions, and I'm still here right now. Well, I don't know. You may agree. I think you may agree with me. But the most interesting and. uh and just awesome people that I know are people that went down the wrong path at one point and found their way back. Uh, there's just something about those people that have known that side of things and been lucky enough to come back. That makes them a special human being. You know what I mean? So I see you and, you know, see that in you 100 um, percent. You know, I had similar stuff going on myself. And it, I think it makes us appreciate what we got now, uh, you know, more than if we. If we didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You appreciate something when it's taken away from you. We don't have an opportunity to do it. Like through my trials and tribulations, I remember times wishing that I was back in the hip hop, but I wasn't in it. Sure. I was a spectator. I was yeah. a listener. Right. And I vowed to myself if I ever got a chance to get back into it, I wouldn't take it for granted. So here we are. So, so when did that happen, though? When did you get back into it? When, like, you know, obviously you took a time out, mm -hmm. you know. Um, was it right after you got out or did it take a while for you to like get back into it and, and really because I you know to me it's like this is the second run of Twan Mac mm. and uh, you know and it's it just keeps picking up more gusto but when did that start so um, the the top floor situation was like mm, I want to say mm, top floor would be gosh like top floor would be like 99 to 2004 okay and then after that i i took a little hiatus mm -hmm. i was i was on something else yep and then 2009 um everything started to sound the same to me yeah. i was walking into my 40s at the time right but i made a conscious decision so this is like hmm, this is like 2009 and it would basically be like the third installment okay really to get sure. keep it funky yeah, right? yeah yeah for sure but anyway um Things were just sounding the same to me. Right. ASAP Rocky was dope to me. Schoolboy Q was dope to me. Kendrick was dope to me. But a lot of what was going on, um, it sounded the same to me. Yep. Was so, that the birth of mumble rap right in that I don't area? Even wanna, I don't even <laughs> just, I'm just seeing if that coincided with anything that was going on. That. All right. All right. Hey, we're going to leave that alone. We'll step along. But, Whatever. Anyway. but I just remember that era. I remember I remember feeling the same way, being disenfranchised. Oh uh, <laughs> you know, I remember being disenfranchised and feeling the same way. I like J. Cole. I like Kendrick. Kendrick J. Cole. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? Exactly. There was there was a few that were coming out that were still connected to the culture. You know what I mean? But and I'm not dissing, man. You know, people are out there, they're doing what they do, they're making money. They're you know, oh hey, it's uh, we even oh we even got to get into it. Right. But I will say, I know what you're talking about. I right. remember being disenfranchised around that time right. and, and looking for something deeper and mean, more meaningful in hip-hop. Right. So so having said that, um, I just made a conscious decision because I found myself about to step onto the soapbox and start preaching to young people. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Why are you rapping about this? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. And then I remember back in 1988 when I had a high top fade and I was the skinny <laughs> little kid and I had I had the Milwaukee Bucks jacket and the Georgetown jacket and people was like, why are you taking those records and never returning them? Why are you sampling those records? What are you doing? Like, that's not music. I remember everybody, I remember people saying that. And I won't say everybody, but there were groups of people saying that, right? Right. So fast forward to, to, to 2009, that one foot that I had on the soapbox, I quickly took it off. And I realized that I had been criticized. And I realized how much I didn't like being criticized. Right. So I just decided to, 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 um, to see if I still had it. Started out, it didn't start out like, because my, my mentor, who I mentioned earlier, he would be like, that's trash. Take it back. 
you can do better on that beat because mm. I'm, I'm producing my own stuff I'm writing my own stuff I'm not right. looking for a producer I was good right? no gas huh? right nah, so he's like man he's like keep working on it keep working on it and eventually he was like hmm he stopped talking nice and when he stopped talking I kind of knew that I was turning the corner you're onto something yeah right because right. he's produced for like He's produced for Bone Thugs. He's produced for Eddie James. Sure, Bone, like I could go on and on. Like right. he's he's done. So he's he's worthy of like me listening to his criticism, right? For sure. So having said that, um, it started to sound good. Ooh, maybe get to like 2000, 2015, 2016, um, I started like it's time to get into some video. Like I'm I'm in a studio. I'm recording songs. Um, they're sounding better and better and better. Um, I'm starting to do shows here and there. Shouts out to my man George from Company Brewing, um, who was one of the first people that says, come back to the stage. You can have it. You can do your show here. That's dope. And I'm not charging you anything. You don't have to pay for the room, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just come do your stuff. One of the first people that believed in me, right? That's awesome. And getting back on the horse. Right. So um, it turned into something like something pretty awesome that's, that's gaining momentum by the second, right? Um, in terms of my brother's speech, going back to speech, speech is a he has a worldwide brand that's been famous for 32 years. Mm -hmm. um, life music, arrested development, whatever America thinks is one thing, mm -hmm. but he's known in France, Portugal, Barcelona, Madrid, Brisbane, Tokyo, Yokohama, yeah, um, Luxembourg, worldwide. Bro, mm -hmm. I could go on and on and on. Right. We'll be here all day naming the countries <laughs> that you know what I mean. That they're like Arrested Development, right? And so he reached out. I think he saw one of my one of one of the couple videos that I had put out on YouTube, and I didn't. I hadn't reached out to him. I had talked to him, but it wasn't nothing like, bro, put me on. And right. he was like, Twan, you're doing a great job. I love what you represent. I'm gonna get you overseas. So fast forward to like 2019. Okay, by then. I've already been down to Atlanta, performed um, with him on stages, done done a, a couple records with him um, under under his speech solo moniker. Um, but I but um, he was like, "We're gonna get you overseas." We we had something set up where we were getting ready to go to Dubai. Okay. For my fiftieth birthday. Okay. Um, two thousand nineteen. 2019 going in, like it basically 2020 had jumped off all right i know what's coming you know and so march of 2020 the whole world turned upside down yep everything came to a halt we obviously weren't going to dubai right so yeah it was it was depressing immediately it was painful because you're looking at the sky like i work i've been busting my tail for this like i work for this i'm getting the acknowledgement that i by then i'm on different hip-hop publications i'm on hip-hop dx i'm on um um Word is bond. I'm on a different. They're acknowledging me, and I'm not begging them to do this. They're right. just noticing what I'm doing. Yep. So it was just kind of heartbreaking. But bro was like, "Don't worry about it. This isn't forever. And we'll as long as we, yeah, and as long as we live through this, you're going to see the world." So, um, some three years ago, um, Paris, Barcelona, Madrid, mm -hmm. Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Denmark, just for starters, right? Right. More recently, Yokohama, Osaka, Honolulu. Um, all through the UK, it's amazing. And and so the thing about that people need to understand with with speech is he's very meticulous. Okay. About his brand. Okay. Everybody just don't jump under Arrested Development. It doesn't happen because he's meticulous about first of all what he believes in. Sure. He's he's meticulous about what you do on stage because he's the ultimate performer. Like if you ever seen Arrested Development, oh, yeah. they don't play no games on stage, no. man. They right. kick, they kick butt with steel toe boots. So you yeah. have to be of that same, that same cloth. You, you have to be of that same caliber. Right. Otherwise, it don't matter how long I've known him. I've known him since 85, 86. It didn't matter. It wasn't gonna matter, bro. Like if right. I wasn't cutting it. Yep. So that in itself was 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 positive affirmation in terms of where I was and where I am. Okay. To have somebody a musical giant like Tennessee is one of the top five hundred songs of all time. Ever. Beat it. Let it be. Right. Um, Star Spangled Banner. Uh, Tennessee is up there with that and he oh, wrote so having said that um, to be acknowledged by one of the musical greats who's still kicking butt worldwide yep it's, it spoke to a lot and not only it wasn't just for me it was for Milwaukee right because we're an underdog city right I have to remind people all the time that yeah you got Twister you got you got um, um, Kanye you got the the whole Detroit movement with Eminem but a guy by the name of Cuckoo Cow had the number one record in the world yep. in the, you know what I mean right we're not going to overlook that right people 
trying to overlook Milwaukee all the time. So so to so to be able to to take this adult contemporary hip hop movement that I hope helped to found to be able to take it worldwide and have it acknowledged and have it uh, building momentum by the day. People hit me up from all the time. I don't I know them, but I don't know them. Right. They might have been to the, been in a, a face in the crowd. Right. Hit me up like I love the show. When are you coming back? That's worth more than money to me. I love it. I always say um, relationships over money. I like money. Right. I don't love money. I like what money can do. Right. It's a tool. I, it's a tool. Yeah. Relationships are everything, though. Yep. How you treat people, the bridge, the bridges that you don't burn versus the ones that you do. Having to recollect when you know that you built, you burned a bridge, and being able to humble yourself and being able to say, "Hey, man, that was my fault," yep. or have or rob at the same time, being able to stand up for yourself. Yep, that's true. It's all important boundaries and all that. Exactly, bro. Yep. And so here we are, 2024. The sky's the limit for uh, Milwaukee music, and I'm just thankful to be a part of it along with you. Um, it's an honor. I got many questions from what you just said because mm-hmm. it's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question is, what is what does adult contemporary hip hop m- mean to you, mm-hmm. and maybe to somebody that doesn't understand and, and you're trying to explain that? I know it's really hard to put in words. <laughs> it's actually not okay. Break it's it actually down. not. I rhyme for you, Rob. You got a mortgage. Yep. You got a house. Yep. You got a wife. Yep. Um, you got a life. Yep. You got responsibilities. Right. You got things you got to do every day. Yep. You still find time for the hip hop culture. For sure. You still it's still at the front of the line. You still love it very much. Yep. You're not letting it go. You're not you embrace you've been in fifteen twenty Sedgwick. Yes, I have. I rhyme for the I rhyme for the parents of the trappers. I don't rhyme for the trappers. I love it. I rhyme for the parents of the trappers. I rhyme for the people that buy the Oculuses, the people that buy those expensive jeans, the people <laughs> that gotta make sure that that mortgage gets paid. Otherwise we're on the street, right? Right. Hundred percent. So it it's awesome if if younger people gravitate to what I'm doing. But from the outset, it's not for, it's not, I'm not, they got their own lane. Right. Like they say, we got our wave. <laughs> they got their wave. Sure. So I'll let them have that, that drill, that trap, whatever that is, or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Like that's for them. They're not making it for me. Right. And I'm not making adult contemporary hip hop for them. Now, if they come home eventually, like J. Cole, he's an old soul. He's, that's yeah. adult contemporary hip hop. Kendrick. Kendrick. Um, um, I could go on and on, just right. like saying artists out of my mouth that are like that under, the, even though they're younger, they're still making that that stuff, right? Yep. So it's just about it's music for the mature. It's music for the people that realize that the street that they came from the street, but they're not of the street. Right. I'm from Milwaukee, but based on like a lot of things that go on in in my community, I'm not I'm not I'm I'm from Milwaukee, but I'm not of Milwaukee, and that's not a disrespectful thing. It's more I so just it. to say that I encompass everything. Right. I encompass the suburbs. I encompass the the by the lake, like the lake drive. I encompass the hood. I encompass all that. Well, out of that comes adult contemporary hip hop, which is for the thinkers, the people that want to see this here in uh, in forty years, as opposed to oh, whatever happened to hip hop. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a part of that. I love it. Culture is all inclusive, man. It really is, and I love it. Um, all right, other question. Tell me a little bit about. Touring overseas, okay. Mm. You know, you recently went to Japan. Mm. Um, I know you were, were over in Europe as well. Mm. Um, but tell me, I mean, it, it must have been mm. powerful, okay. It must have been powerful to see the the worldwide extent of this thing. Mm. Um, talk about it a little bit. Talk about the, what it meant to you to to be up on a stage in a different country and having these fans react to what you're doing. Okay, so I'm pulling up with two-time Grammy winner, multi-million selling Arrested Development. They don't know me from a hole in the ground. Right. I'm, I'm coming on right before Arrested Development. Arrested Development is going to burn the stage down. Mm-hmm. I know that. No pressure, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. I know, I know. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm thinking about Milwaukee. Right, for sure. I'm thinking about all the people that helped me get there. For sure. So let's just take Paris, for instance. In Paris, we did a place called The New Morning. Mm-hmm. Famous venue. A lot of people have been there. Tons of people, rather. Um, the, the line is up the block, around the block, down the block, around the block. Dang. So it's like a square of people waiting to get in to see a rest of development. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I get on stage, and I automatically channel my inner T.A. Wiz. I automatically channel my inner Flavor Flav, my inner Buster Rhymes. I'm getting the crowd going, and I'm doing my own material. 
I'm not rapping over somebody. I started off with a Biggie beat, but those are my bars. Right. But I'm doing my own material. I'm doing Marvelous. I'm doing Selfish Desires. And they're eating it up. And they love our, they love American culture. They love American hip hop. The stuff that we throw away, they never throw it away. I love it. So not only are they participating during the show, say, oh, ooh, um, not only are they participating, but when I finish the show, and this can be evidenced if you go to my, my Instagram, after the show, they're like, who are you? Where do we find you? When are you coming back? That's and, so dope. And it's, it's, not a van- it's not a moment of vanity. It's just a moment of, of wow, like I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting where I want to go. Right. You got to walk that fine line because some people will take that and it'll blow their head up. For me, no, man. It's, I want more. Right. I hunger for more. That's awesome. Tokyo. Um, demure. Nobody's riding your butt on the expressway. Nobody's blowing their horn at you. Nobody cuts you off in traffic. People hmm. bow, bow to you when they walk by you and they make eye contact with you. Respect. There's no trash on the streets. Um, obviously, every, every country... And Tokyo is the largest country in the world, mm-hmm. like 17, 18 million people. Mm-hmm. But just imagine everybody on code, everybody on code, like, like just kind to one another. Yeah. But we know there's an underbelly to every society, for right? Sure. We sure. know that. And they got a high, they got a high suicide rate okay. in, in, in Tokyo, in yeah. Japan, period, based on people wanting to meet expectations. And when they fall short of those expectations, they take it really, really seriously, right? Right. But having said that... Um, just getting total love Mm -hmm. i'm on stage and there's three tiers of people and even in the utmost rafters people are nodding to me as i'm on the microphone that's so dope and i'm like oh man like it blew me it 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 blows me away i can't wait to go back Mm -hmm. i slept through the aftershock of a 7.5 earthquake that's crazy in tokyo The earthquake hit the 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 coast of Tokyo. Right. I was downtown Tokyo next to the um, next to the Tokyo Tower okay. or the Japan to J- the Japan Tower. It's the equivalent of the Eiffel Tower. Hmm. So Packers beat the Vikings. Right. I fell asleep after that. That was like Monday morning because we're 15 hours into the future when you're in Tokyo. Right. So I fell asleep. I woke up to my phone being blown up and people saying, are you okay? I didn't know what they were talking about. Come to find out the aftershock of a 7.5 came downtown and members of Arrested Development told me that it sounded like somebody was trying to kick their door in. Wow. So I slept through that. That's crazy. And then the next day a tsunami. So all of that to say this is something in the yeah, the next day a tsunami. Wasn't bro. there wasn't there also like a plane that caught on fire? Were you still there for that? That happened the day before two days before I left Jeez. at Haneda Airport. Um I think it was a Japanese a Japanese Coast Guard, Coast Guard yep. collided with a domestic flight. That's crazy. And killed five crew members. Unreal. And so they shut A lot the, was going on while you were there, bro. Bro, it's like <laughs> Bro, like, bro, like, bro. I just okay. At this point, I'm like, okay, right. I'm ready for some pointsies wings. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, for sure. I need a beer at the. Yeah. I need Let's a get beer. Up I need a beer at the Cobra. It's been nice. I'm but... ready get, I'm ready. <laughs> Love you. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be back though. But y'all, it's a lot going. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot going yeah. on. You guys need to deal with this. Yeah, but if I stayed, if I stayed in Japan, when I go back to Japan, Osaka is my town. I love it. The tenth largest city in the world i've heard a lot of great i've never been but i've heard a lot of great things about japan you're going all right you're going all right you gotta go all right um another question before i forget um it seems to me like visuals are important to you okay tell me about that a little bit tell me about what first of all i know you're a creative so you know it kind of goes hand in hand but tell me about why the visuals you know to the side of the of of music that you drop which has been a lot in the last five years there's been a lot going on for Mac. Why are the visuals so important to you? Um, they tell a story. Mm-hmm. That's my calling card. If if I want to communicate with somebody in, in in Australia right now, right, I don't have to do a long drawn out presentation of who I am. You like real hardcore hip hop? Listen to Gravedigger and watch Gravedigger. Right. You get you you'll interpret it just to hopefully you'll see exactly who I am because right. all of that is me. Um, you want to laugh? Turn on Marvelous. Right. And and see people that like people like sometimes they try to like they try to like scratch the like like scratch some paint off off my car 
by saying, oh, man, you were in a, a tight suit. You were in a superhero suit. I'm like, bro, that's part of who I am. <laughs> I grew up on the Justice League. Right. I grew up on G-Force. I grew up on Voltron. I grew up on Speed Racer. That's a part of me. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a part of being an artist. A true artist is not being afraid to show exactly who you are. 100%. So you're not, you're not bothering me when you say, man, you was in some tights and right. you was in a superhero mask. And, well, because you, you don't have a machine gun and, you know. I'm not pointing infrareds at the camera. Right, right, I'm not right. hard enough. <laughs> I'm not real enough. So the, the videos tell the story, Rob. Right? Right. Without the videos, it would be no fun. Right. And plus, it's a lasting image of I don't have to be anywhere around. Somebody can mention my name. Right. They can Google it or they can go to YouTube. And they can say, oh, damn, this dude is versatile. I love it. Born for this, marvelous, grave digger. The record I did with Solana. You know what I mean? It's, I'm all over the place with it. And I continue, I'm going to continue to be that way. I love it. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Um, all right. The other thing I want to talk about is, and this is not gas. This is someone that's been a fan of hip hop forever. Kind of knows a thing or two about it. Um, your live shows, dude, are insane. Okay. Um, I mean, the, I mean, what you do is insane, but your performance takes it to a next level. Okay. Um, it reminds me, you know, I'm not. It reminds me of something like a KRS One or something like that. It's, 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 it's the ability to move the crowd. It's ability to connect with the crowd, and and it goes above and beyond just saying the lyrics. Just you know, definitely not rapping over your your lyrics, which you do not do. But uh. But it, no, it, it goes above and beyond. It's an unbelievable live show, okay? And so talk to me about that a little bit, you know, how you prepare for that, what your mindset is when you're live. But also, I also want to talk about the shows that you've done in the last five years. I mean, with the likes of Big Daddy Kane and, Big you know. Big Boy, Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill Big Onyx, Planets, Onyx. Onyx. I mean, the list goes on and on. And Slick Rick coming up. When is that, by the way? That is February 9th. February 9th. Not at this the Friday. Not this coming Friday, but the Friday after. Okay. Mm. Dude. Slick Rick, bro. I mean, Royalty. so. So, I mean, I'm not, it doesn't shock me anymore. You know what I mean? At all. I mean, because it, 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 it's it's just another one for Tuan Mac. But but you, you unbelievably destroy in those situations and warm it up. Unbelievable. Because of your live show. Talk to me about that, a little bit about, because I know it's important to you. I know the live, the live performance is important to you. So tell me a little bit about that. I'm a disciple of KRS. I'm a disciple of, of, of a Big Daddy Kane. I'm a disciple of, of Busta Rhymes. I'm a disciple of the hieroglyphics. If I can't, if, if I, um, anybody can go on a stage, I mean, can go in the booth rather. Right. And oops, I messed up. Let's do it. And they can punch get up it back to it. In. Yeah, it can punch back in. Anybody can play it, can milli vanilli it. No disrespect to milli vanilli, but just keeping it a buck. <laughs> right. Anybody can get up on, on stage and lip sync or do whatever. Right. To me, that's not the essence of hip hop, nope. bro. Nope. That's not the essence of what true MCing is. I'm not just, I'm not a ra I rap, but I'm an MC. Right. And rap, to me, MC means move the crowd. Move the crowd. So, right. so, um, Channeling those energies and trying to encapsulate it into a 30, 45 minute, maybe an hour set. That to me, that's um, if I can't do that, then I don't want to do this. If I got to half do it and and go out there like lackluster, like I don't want to watch Giannis just go get on get on the field and I mean get on the on the court and just halfway go through it. Right. I don't want to watch. I didn't like watching. I didn't want to watch Aaron go through it like halfway go through it. Like Aaron was committed. Regardless right. of what we think about him personally, or, or or in terms of Jordan Love, what he's doing right now, you what, what you do when you do your when you do your when you come do your live sets when you come right. DJ, right? You fully committed, bro. Yep. You committed to it, bro. You locked in. Yep. And if I can't do that, then I don't want to do this. Right. It's no point. Somebody let somebody else take my place, because I don't belong here. Because right. it's all about giving back to the people, especially when they pay to see you perform. Right. Give them what they pay for, bro. I love it. They didn't pay to see you rap over your bars. They, they could go watch the video or go listen to your record on Spotify or Apple. <laughs> Give them a show. Send them home with something. Talk to them. Educate them, too. For sure. It's a lot of people don't even know when hip-hop started. Right. A lot of people come to the show don't even know who Cool Herc is. Right. You got to educate them. They don't know that, that Ice Cube's first name is O'Shea. Right. Talk about stuff like that, man. You know, like, like let them know, like, the importance of the Beastie Boys in connection with Run DMC. Like... People want to be in, uh, uh, educated and entertained simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So that's what... And then I'm blessed. I can't forget my man, Suede Tracks. Because without Suede... Suede is the dude that's like my musical other half. Okay. 
that's like helping me take this to the next level. Because the DJ, like Rob, y'all were the first important. Y'all, y'all are the inception of what hip hop is. Like hip hop was not about the rapper or the MC. Like Coke LaRock was there to support those DJs. Hundred percent. He wasn't the focal point. The focal point was Flash. Right. Um. Um. Disco King Mario. Break beats out in the park, dog. It was that. It's just not. A, it wasn't about. So. The, so the important importance of including the DJ and what you do. And making sure that you educate the crowd so when they leave, because some people come in, they think it's all about the rapper or the MC. It, it, that's not the way it started. So I'm just trying to bring things full circle and educate and entertain simultaneously. Suede is a beast, bro. Yeah, animal. Suede tracks is a yeah, animal. Is a is a is a is a he's an unbelievable dude. So he's the most humble. Uh, for his level of skill, he's the most, you know what I mean? To skill the humbleness ratio is off the charts. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen anything like it. So, you know, there's levels to this DJ stuff and, you know, and, uh, and I tell Suede all the time, like, you know, he'll perform with you guys. Of course, I'll give you love Twan when you're done with a show or whatever. I always do. But then, you know, Suede, I'll go up cause that's the DJ. Cause I love the DJ. And I always tell him, bro, I mean, you know, bro. And I always hear the same thing from him. I'm just trying to keep up with y'all, man. I'm just trying to keep... Bro, you so far ahead. I mean, he's unbelievable, man. He's a he, producer. Yeah. He's a DJ. He's a full-fledged musician. Right. But any, at the end of the day, um, he makes me better. That's dope. And that, and that comes from acknowledging that I can't do it all by myself. Right. I don't want to do it by myself. Right. I don't want the spotlight on me all the time. Well, and it enhances, it unbelievably enhances your stage show because, like you said, it, it's it's all about the full circle of the DJ and the MC and all that kind of stuff, and you get it all from that from that Twan Mac stage show. So you're not afraid to let the DJ go off for 15 minutes, man. Sit back in a cut, have a beer. <laughs> I can't, man. I'm up there by myself a lot of times, so if right. I don't have a hype man with me, right? My, I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, so I got to keep my voice. Right. I got to drink lemon water. Sure. I got to make sure that I'm. I have to. Temper, I have to be temper, temperamental with my voice. Sure, I have to use the power of discernment because I don't want to burn out too soon. Because mm. I like to give it all. Right. So when you're giving it at your all, there's a chance that you might give it all in the in the fifth song, and you got four or five more songs to go. That ain't that's, gonna cut it. That's the beauty of having the sway tracks with you. Yeah. Is that that's the, it never it never levels off. It's always it. on the incline. I can shut up for five minutes, like you said, and sway can take you down the lane of Jazzy Jeff and and blow your mind. I love it. Yeah. So. All right, we we covered some good ground here. Let's talk about future state, man. Let's talk about what's next for Twan Mac. Um, you know, short term, long term. I know you take it just one thing at a time most days, but you know, w- what do you got on the horizon? You know, what's the what's the plan? The three year plan, whatever it may be at this point. Um, well, first of all, I'm about to get some new music out there. I got Dope. a bunch. I got a bunch of visuals in the in the sack. Um, more overseas um, opportunities. Also reaching out to some other artists that I believe in and that believe in me to um, try to create a 414 experience. Um, it's all, like Milwaukee already has a spotlight on it mm-hmm. um, from the young people in terms of this new dance, the new dances and stuff and the, the brother and all that kind of stuff. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy to me, right? I'm, I'm proud for those for those people, like those younger people, right? Sure. But but my goal is to to make sure that we keep um, the world on notice that Milwaukee got bars. I dope. I and so it. I'm going to be bringing forth some people that I believe in, that I know have it, that I see myself in, in terms of not just their music and what they talk about, but also their ability to, like you said, torch the stage. For sure. I know some young dudes, some young some young dude, young ladies and some young guys that torch the stage. I love it. Unabashedly. And so yeah. I, my goal is to now, at some point, like to bring them into the spotlight to continue to to push the the envelope for making sure that you know we're not just known for the Kia boys or we're not just known for you know certain little TikTok dances and stuff. We're actually known for bars. Right. We're actually known for concepts. We're actually known for great live performance. Right. So I've already done records with like people like Ishdar. Yeah, and Ish is a 
ish is a, a phenomenon in, in, in within himself. Sure. So it's like continuing that that lineage of like reaching out to to the younger people and and getting them to rock with me and and making them realize this ain't, ain't just about me. Like I'm just a I'm really just a brick in the pyramid in terms of trying to push this this forward because we got the spotlight now. People are checking for Milwaukee. Yeah. I just want them to check for Milwaukee for the right reasons. Dude, that gives me chills, and I ain't even I'm not even gassing, dude, because that's like the guardian of the culture right there. Like I can't imagine a better mentor figure than Twan Mac for some of these young cats coming up you know what I mean and you're able to give back some of that stuff that you've been given so freely uh, by some of your mentors um, that's fantastic man keep doing what you do when it comes to that can't stop hell yeah um, alright let's, uh, let's let's get into some fun stuff dude so mm-hmm. and this is the most in, this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place I love hearing hip hop stories man I love hearing <laughs> you know I was I was blessed enough to to get to go out to 1520 Sedgwick for the 50th um, it's crazy and, and got to get backstage uh, shout out to my friend uh, Falgan Thacker from Scotland uh, who hooked it up and Kevin Lawrence. Um, so those guys were able to get me backstage on 1520 for the block party. You deserve it, though, Rob. But, You're a true head, bro. But, dude, okay, do you remember in the 80s here in Milwaukee when uh, the Brewers, uh, you, a family day or whatever, you could come down in the field and take your picture with all the different baseball players and Absolutely. stuff like that? Dude, it felt like that as a, a man in his 40s for me. Okay? Right on. Dude, meeting my heroes, talking to my heroes uh, about hip-hop and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it it lasts a lasting impression, you know, from everybody that I met that day. Chuck, Flav, uh, you know, uh, Nice and Smooth, uh, Coke, LaRock, uh, Uncle DJ Red Alert. I mean, everybody, I, the list goes on and on. Uh, Crazy. Keith Shockley had a great conversation Crazy. with him from the Bomb Squad. Um, but it was unbelievable. So that was just my little, you know, and, and I've met some other of my heroes, some good situations, some not as good, but, um, you know, uh, talk to me. I mean, so there's a lot of, there's a lot, first of all, Twan Mac is not a name dropper. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. I'm serious. He's not, you're not going to, you're not going to be like, Hey dude, just so you know, I know. Chuck Chillout's my boy. You know what I mean? Uh, That's my big brother. I know. I know. He just called me last night. That's my big brother. So let me do it for you. So, you know, I I know some of the people that are in your tight circle, you know, Chuck Chillout, unbelievable legend, um, one of my idols on on the tables. Um, You know, Chuck D, I guarantee, you know, I know that he got his phone number. You can call Chuck whenever you want. Obviously, speech, you know, and we know the story there. But, like, you know, you got Master Ace. I mean, there's all these different characters that that I know that you've had conversations with and the list goes on and on cool herc um all kinds of different people who you've had the opportunity to not just say hey what's up let me get a selfie but like uh have conversations with Mm. you know what i mean and continued Mm. conversations and probably some mentorship from a lot of those people Mm. so tell me you don't have to tell me the whole deal but tell me a few things that were pow- and again, this is your uh, one once again disclaimer. Twan Mac is not a name dropper. I'm putting him in this position. <laughs> crazy, okay, bro. I'm putting him in this position to do <laughs> so. So, so here's I, I really I really want to hear about it. So tell me some of those stories, some of those conversations, you know, that you feel comfortable sharing, um, you know, that'll resonate with with some of the fans like me that just love hearing that stuff. So to spend hours with one of the forefathers, one of the fathers, to spend hours with Cool Hurt and let him basically vent to you and tell you the consistency the inconsistencies that he sees wow and he's been in it when it when it was just disco when disco was king right right? yep and then to have him tell you you better not quit wow gotta keep going like yeah like yeah um yeah just i don't know what to say to that it's unbelievable man it's the god man right that's the God to sit with Chuck D for hours and to have him in the middle of his book signing. And I tell him, like, Chuck, I'll, I'm going to wait until you're done. He's like, no, nah, Twan, you come sit right here with me Dude. while I'm doing this business. And then we're going to go get eat dinner and then we're going to talk about it and then have him put you on his radio station and to have station. him answer your texts and right. acknowledge you. Right. The rhymed animal. Dude. Uh, to to be on the Lower East Side of Manhattan with speech and get a chance to spend time with, around a guy like Lenny Kravitz. Wow. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know how to, like, you know what I mean? To to be 
um, performing at the Jamaica House in uh, Los Angeles in the '90s, and look up front and in his in his Raiders cap and his Lokes is is easy as Eric Easy E Wright. Come on, came out to see your show. That's dope. Um, I could go on and on, man. Right. Like to to I mean to meet April Walker, the founder of Walker Wear that Tupac and Biggie used to wear, and she's still going strong, and she's touring the world talking about uh, um, women and entrepreneurialism for black women and stuff like that just to be connected with somebody and to have her directly like a part of your circle where you can call her and she'll answer and never played high post and never acted funny with you like the list goes on and on man but then on and on on down to let me pull this up so I make sure that I'm correct about what I'm saying because I don't like to run my mouth. But it's all good, man. I'm just give me one second to you go, be factually accurate. Yeah, to perform at a place like to perform at a place like the the Mile of Music in Appleton and have uh, Leon. I don't know if let me see. If you got the 360 on, so Leon, if you can see that. Yep. To have Leon, a little kid, uh, take time out of his busy grade school schedule. To draw that's so a dope, picture dude. of Twan Mac with the Twan Mac shirt on, and then <laughs> pull up with a Twan, dude. Yeah, so from the Giants, yeah, to the smaller Giants, for sure. All of this means everything to me. I love it, man. Nobody has to like what you do, right? Nobody has to appreciate it. Nobody has to. They don't have to say nothing, right? Let me get it together. Yeah, bro. It's dope, though. Yeah. This is a dope experience, man. I love it. The old head with gray dreads who make bread. I once was hungry, but nowadays I stay fed. I love you, bro. Love you more. Uh, <laughs> let me get this dude. Twan's man. making me emotional, Pick man. Up, man. But uh, hey, uh, let me uh, let me just kind of wrap up uh, with this. So um, the new there's a new album out from Arrested Development, Bullets in the Chamber. Mm. Uh, if if folks haven't heard it, dude, get it immediately. Um, and it's not gas. I mean, like, I love nowadays, I'm always searching for, I'm searching for stuff from, I'm not going to lie, from my heroes that are still doing it, okay? I love the fact that, you know, people, Master Ace is about, I think he just dropped, an, I actually, he just dropped it. I it just I dropped yesterday. Yeah, I, dro I downloaded it this morning, matter of fact. I haven't heard it yet, though. Um, but, so, I love that. I love that uh, the, the, a lot of the foundation pieces are still doing this thing, I, and I always look for that, okay? But... I will say this: um, the new Arrested Development. It's one of those. I love. I love an album that I can that I can play beginning to end and never feel the need to skip anything. Okay, That's crazy. because it's hard because of the 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 day and age that we live in. We're now a, a quick, you know, uh, we download. Live a, we live in a microwave age, hundred percent. And there's it's hard for that that experience anymore to actually play an album. Bullets in the Chamber is one of those, okay? It, it stays on repeat right now for me. Every track is just a movie. It's unbelievable. Um, and one of my favorite tracks on it is, and this I know, mm. okay, uh, featuring Soul Messiah um, and- Mark SX, Mark M-R-K-S-X. There it is. We call, him Mark, we call him Mark. He's from uh, Michigan, but his name, he calls himself M-R-K-S-X, dope MC, crazy MC. His verse is dope on the track. Stupid but, dope. But, and again- I, I'm not gassing, dude. I'm not, it's not because I'm sitting in front of Twan Mac right He's now, so okay? But, like, uh, so I was in the gym, and I'm on the treadmill, and it's the first time I just let the whole album play after I downloaded it, and I got to this track. I knew Twan was, I was like, this, oh, this is Twan's track, cool. And so he's got the last verse on it, so he takes the baton last in the, in the relay race. And, dude, your boy was beaming with pride, okay, and chills, and got all emotional. Not, I mean, I'm used to you having bars, dude, but there's something about this track. Mm. Uh, it's a beautiful song, mm. okay, and there's something about your verse on it that's just—it's unbelievable. Thank I mean, you, bro. It's one of your—it's some of your finest work, dude. Thank you. Yeah, and so I'm gonna play a little bit just so the folks can hear this verse, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. My heart is so conflicted, and this I know. This I know. They 
talk about what spouse out of humans bow. Saying nothing but talking yeah. loud. Those are niggas with most here now. Can yeah. you say something before hey, this yo, crowd? I'm from the mill, Parisian nights, yo, that's a long shot. You could get killed from January to the ball drop. Maybe you think all people bad, but no, they all not. It's too much violence, hope I'm here to see it all stop Pull up in Paris, well received, Madrid was dope, ain't wanna leave Cause round my way is Glock rounds, black on black in my town Since that's the facts, I'm not down Take a stand, make a change, here's a tip, keep the change Civilized folk all understand, apple pie and group plus slam Propaganda, it populates, let evil win, that's not the case So be free when I leave the mill, teens medicate with weed and pills They not my shop, but they doing drills When one of y'all die, I get the chills Please escape the killing fields, this I know, you're a king, this I no, you're a queen, this I know Listen bro, your ancestors, they built this thing Shit, crap land you never shared Every year tough and never scared Nobody said that life is fair Still can't believe you took it there There is no such thing as a race Nature created no races Man created races And he had his own reason for doing it Now, who benefited from this artificial creation? Listen to this Anyone that profits off of you being blind Will never teach you or inspire you to see Dude, <clears throat> I just wrote it for the mill, bro. It's, bro. It's, it's about the mill. It's about the mill. It's about. It's about. But it's it's microcosmic initially. Oops, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Hey, good. Hey, but shout out configure real quick. Oh, that's the dog. Configure. configure. Shouts out to configure. Um, it's microcosmic initially, but it really can it really can be um a point of view for any city: Atlanta, Miami, L.A., wherever, Detroit. Chicago So Yeah I just wanted to When bro sent me the track And I heard his verse And I heard uh, MRK's verse I just wanted to make sure That um, I gave my perspective And that's the reason Why I started it out I'm from the mill Parisian Nights That's a long shot I never thought That I would see Paris Right <laughs> Right This is hilarious I never thought That I would see Paris Without buying a ticket To go there Right And just saying Oh there's the Eiffel Tower There's the Louvre right. Like I never thought That it would be like Oh Twan Mac is opening for, like, I never, like, you couldn't have told me that. I would have laughed at you. Well, you know this already, but I root really, really hard for Twan Mac, man. And uh, and uh, I hope you, I hope and pray that you keep doing what you do. I know you will, but I, I, I hope and pray I'm that you do. I'm having fun, Rob. That's fucking dope, dude. It's happening just like you, though. I right. see the joy in your face when you behind the ones and twos, bro. We're not gonna make this about I know this is I'm your guest today, but let's we gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna run past like the pa like the passion that you have for what you do, bro. Yeah. You get up and go after it, bro. Like you know, and 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 it's in, it's not it's not a tattoo, bro. It's not in, it's not on you, it's in you. Right. You can remove a tattoo. No. You can't remove the love that you have for this culture, bro. And it ain't for the money. It ain't for no, any of that man. stuff, man. No, man. It's you got strictly a, you got for a the, career, man. You strictly know? for the culture, yeah, man. bro. And I, that's why you. That's why we kindred spirits, bro. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. So bullets in the chamber, desk that has hip hop gods, the hard rhymer Chuck D from Public Enemy, Grandmaster Kaz, um, Cold Crush Brothers, um, Diana King, Sky Zoo, Raz Kaz. We already talked about MRKSX, Do It All, Lords of the Underground, Ishii, original member of Arrested Development, my man Wilmot, one of the dopest producers, one of the dopest brothers, Soul Messiah, another dope producer, Razadon, original member of Arrested Development, still going hard, dope. April Soul Lyrical, current singer, um, lyricist of Arrested Development, um, Fri uh, Frida, um, um, Free is um, the dancer, vocalist of Arrested Development. She's on the album. I am Farida. Um, Ohini Savant, dope, unbelievable lyricist. By the way, One Love, one of the dopest lyricists. You better need you need to go check for. Primarily produced by the God from the UK, my man Configure. And we can't leave out. We got to pull out the God Cannabis, man. <laughs> cannabis is on this album, man. So dope. Cannabis is on this. I want an album with cannabis, bro. It's unreal. I leave, it at that. I leave it at that. Well, and you know what? And and I wouldn't I would be remiss if I didn't shout out speech one more time, salute the speech, uh everything that he's doing to keep the culture rolling. Um just like I told Chuck at fifteen twenty Sedgwick, I said, Chuck, please keep this culture rolling. He goes, Rob, I'm just trying to keep myself rolling. <laughs> he's still in great shape. He is. He's still doing it. But for real, for these uh for these guardians to keep it rolling is really really special to the hip-hop fan so please keep doing it twan mac please keep doing it you keep doing it i'm gonna try my best man ain't I'm no sure try you go you got this bro for sure twan thank you for being with us today man i knew it was gonna be fun i knew it was gonna be awesome 
But he even, got, he even got pizza for me, y'all. These are the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. These are the breaks, baby. Uh, we'll come. We'll be back with another episode soon. Thank you for joining us. We'll see y'all very soon. Peace. Peace.